0: Let's pray. God, the grass withers, the flower fades, but your word remains. And speak to us. Continue to speak to us, O God, as we reflect upon your holy word. In your name we pray. Amen. Poor Thomas. Thomas missed out on the first appearance of Christ. I don't know where he was. Everybody got the memo except Thomas, right? Those other ten disciples were there, it says, and they were locked up in a room for fear of the Jewish leaders. They had just seen what they had done to Jesus, these leaders, and they were afraid it might might happen to them next. And so they were scared, it says, They were scared out of their wits, like all of us would be. But then it said, Jesus walked through the locked doors. He just walked right through the doors. You know, the tomb couldn't keep him in, and no locked room can keep him out. There's no way. It's impossible. And they had this magnificent experience where he breathed on them. He breathed the Holy Spirit on them. He showed him his side. In his hands, notice that they recognized him by his wounds. And then it said they were filled with joy. And then they decided, wow, we got to go tell Thomas. And so wherever Thomas was, don't know where he was. I guess he wasn't that scared of the Jewish leaders. Or maybe he was in such despair, all his hopes were dashed. Thomas, you will not believe what we experienced. Jesus was raised from the dead. He came and appeared to us alive. He showed us his marks. And what did Thomas say? <laughs> Not going to believe it. Not going to believe it until I get to touch his hands and his, and his side. So, it says eight days later, they're all jammed up in that locked door, right? Eight days later, right? Easter 2, Jesus walks in and he approaches Thomas. Jesus says, check him out, Thomas, my hands, my side. And we don't even know if Jesus took him up on it. We just know Thomas was overwhelmed, and he said, my Lord and my God. Now, if you go back home, if you didn't bring your Bible, if you go back home, and you'll see in this section that Karen read to us, Some of it talks about, some of it says, like, the experience of uh, doubting Thomas, right? I mean, he gets it uh, bad really both ways. The first way is that he missed out, FOMO, fear of missing out. He missed out on the original appearance. But the worst thing is, is for the rest of that guy's poor life, and now he's been dead and gone for so long, we still know him as what? Doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas. But here's the question I want to pose for you today. Was Thomas any different than the other disciples? I mean, they didn't believe either. They weren't sure what they were looking at. In fact, he didn't ask any more from Jesus than what they experienced in the room that day. Thomas shouldn't be known for being doubting Thomas. They all doubted. Further, we all doubt from time to time. Do we not? I know I do. I know sometimes my faith gets on shaky ground and I'm not sure what to believe. Something happens, goes against what I, my hopes and my dreams. I disappoint myself, someone else, or maybe even sometimes it's like, God, I didn't see you. And sometimes, sometimes I doubt as well. I think we need to call Thomas, Thomas the honest Thomas, the honest guy, because all he was saying was exactly what's probably all on our minds. Look, I'm not going to believe that till I see it. I like Thomas because he didn't sugarcoat things. You ever had a friend that does that? Doesn't sugarcoat anything. Doesn't pretend like everything's fine when it's not. That's kind of Tom, that's the kind of guy Thomas was. Or we might even call him Thomas the Brave. Y'all remember when Lazarus had, had, had died or he was dying? And they were all there and, uh, and some messengers came and said, Mary and Martha, they have, uh, they've sent me here to tell you that your friend Lazarus is dying. And nobody wanted to go to Bethany because that was too close to the authorities and, and they knew. But what did Thomas say? Hey, if we got to die there, let's go. If that's where Jesus wants to go, we go there. So maybe we should call him Thomas the Brave. You see, we can be brave, and we can have faith, and we can have our doubts too. If we're human, we're going to have those doubts. And we can't believe on our own. The Holy Spirit comes to us, and we all go through the dark night of the soul. But it's not about your doubts or my doubts so much as it is this. What I love about the story of Thomas is that Jesus comes to us all exactly the way we need him. We all get to the resurrection differently. There's so many different examples of that in the gospel story. This isn't about us. This is about Jesus, about who he is and what he does. Notice that Jesus does not chew Thomas out or get on him. He just Shares with him his scars. He came to Thomas because that's that, in that way because that's the way Thomas needed. He comes to us where we are in our own doubt. I don't like the branding that Thomas took. I think he is Thomas the brave, Thomas the honest. Maybe Thomas the late, the chronically late. Maybe he's the patron saint of being chronically late. Maybe he's the, he's the guy that's just got bad timing. You know, last week, this place was just packed, right? And there wasn't a seat in the house. And I know it was full of people who come all the time. It was also full of people who, uh, who are family members. But I know there might have been a few that were sort of, sort of pulled in uh, because they felt like they just sort of needed to be here, but they doubt. I kind of wish... I had preached this sermon to everybody last week because this might have been the perfect sermon to tell people it's okay if you doubt. This is known as our Low Sunday. It's not too bad, actually. So thanks for coming today, and uh, and so the Low Sunday is sort of back to the back to the rugged committed. You know, here we are. You know, and so and so we're here, and so you know I feel like I'm in a way preaching to the choir, but y'all. Even the choir can have doubts. Even the choir. Even people who show up every Sunday. One friend of mine on uh, Easter Sunday, uh, she's a pastor and she handed out a three by five card to everybody. And of course it was packed on Easter. And she said, I invite you to write your doubts, next week we're talking about Thomas, who doubted, and, uh, and I would love to have that. Do you know how many responses she got? She had about 400 people that day in the service, and four people fill out the three-by-five card. Now, do you think that only four people that day had their doubts? But there's kind of a shame about it. There's sort of a shame. And and, and maybe we've done this to ourselves. I mean, maybe you've been to a Sunday school class or a Bible study where somebody asks a hard question and they're almost felt to, to be ashamed, like they're not good enough. There's a certain amount of shame, right? That is attached to our doubts. But Jesus walks into both our faith And our doubts. Jesus is so matter of fact towards Thomas. He doesn't even have to ask directly for proof. Jesus just offers himself to him. And he says, here, Thomas. It's as if Thomas' doubt is natural. It's part of who we are. Faith and doubt in the Greek word come from the same word. It's like they're two sides of the same coin. You can't have room for one without the other Here's what Fred Beekner, a Presbyterian minister, here's what he wrote, and I love this. He says, whether your, faith, whether your faith is that there is a God or that there is no God, if you don't have any doubts, you are either kidding yourself or asleep. Doubts are the ants in the pants of faith. They keep it awake and moving. Don't you love that? One of the greatest Christians who ever lived wrote this in her book, Late in her life, she wrote, There is such terrible darkness within me as if everything was dead. When I try to raise my thoughts to heaven, there is such convicting emptiness that those very thoughts return like sharp knives and hurt my very soul. I am told God loves me, and yet the reality of darkness and coldness and emptiness is so great that nothing touches my soul. Did I make a mistake? That was Mother Teresa. And brother and sister, if Mother Teresa can ask those hard questions, somebody who helped people in India die with dignity, then there's room for us all. Doubt is normal. Thomas is all of us. But we do need to doubt our doubts. Doubt your doubts. Don't let your doubts rule your life. The opposite of faith, the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is certainty. And the thing I love about the gift of doubts is that it gives me the gift of being able to be surprised again by where Christ does show up in my life. Um. And I'm, Helen probably say the same thing. Angela, anybody that works at a church knows that you almost have to recover from Easter. Am I right? Like I was just limping around, walking around. I, got, you know, um, and uh, and I'm always excited to come to St. Luke's, but you know, the second week of Easter sometimes is kind of hard. This is this is International Associate Pastor Day, so you're welcome. You're getting the senior pastor here. I couldn't think of anything else to do, so I, I showed up. Because I wanted to, and I hate missing out on our worship, right? Um, but even today, as I walked in, I'm like, Lord, this is kind of hard, you know, after an awesome Sunday, and are you going to show up again? And I, and I ran into Liz, who showed up for Sunday school, and the fellowship hall is decorated with the circus. Like, Thursday night, is St. Luke's Preschool Circus. And you're, they're all invited, right? Right, Emily? Okay, going to be fun. Some of you parents, uh, alumni parents of St. Luke's knows exactly what happens on that day. It's a whole lot of fun. It'll be my first circus. But Liz reminded me that when Caroline, 25, 26 years ago, when Caroline was here in the preschool Liz reminded me that my mom was here in this fellowship hall. And it had to, this is what's interesting about it. It had to have been one of the last churches she w- walked into. Not many churches after that, because not, not too long after that, she got cancer and she passed away just a few, a few years after that. Liz mentioned that there was this one there was this one person in preschool that had everybody everybody held in suspension cuz she was to do a somersault across the stage and they didn't know whether she was scared to do it or whether she was egg teasing the crowd but she hesitated and she hesitated and she hesitated And finally, she did a somersault. And Liz said, my mom yelled louder than anybody else when it was done. And I thought to myself, first Sunday, eight days after Easter, I just got a little feeling of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. A a, a new connection that I didn't know I had here to St. Luke's. Be very curious. When you have doubts, ask questions. You remember that great quote from uh, Jesus? Well, you remember his conversation. You'll hear it at almost every funeral. When Jesus told his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will go ahead of you. And I will, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing a place, a house with many rooms. Right? It was beautiful. I could just sit here and listen to Jesus all day say stuff like that. But whose hand came up when Jesus said that? Thomas's. And you know what he said? He was brave enough to ask a question. Because I know nobody knew understood a word of what Jesus was saying. Thomas said, Jesus, where are you going? We don't know. And that gave Jesus a chance to say the most beautiful and powerful words in the Holy Scriptures. Thomas. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. When you lose your way, Thomas, just follow me. My way is the way. When, when you need truth, the truth is not a, proposi- a, prepos- a proposition or a preposition for that matter. The truth is a person. Look to me. I am your truth. Thomas, I am your life. And everybody in that room was sure glad Thomas was brave enough to say, unpack that Jesus we don't understand. Imagine if Thomas had not asked that question. Barbara Brown Taylor is another exceptional uh, pastor, preacher, author, and she wrote a book called Leaving Church. It's a very good book. She said this, you know, a lot of people, she said, some people believed expressed their doubt because they believed less than they thought they should about Jesus. Others, others believed more than Jesus. Um, they went around sort of chasing everything, every truth and everything that they thought, everything. The issue was that they believed more than Jesus. Having beheld their glory, Barbara Brown Taylor says, they found themselves running into God's glory all over the place, including places where Christian doctrine said it shouldn't be. She went on, in the midst of these conversations and her own questions, she said, quote, I realized just how little interest I had in defending doctrine. The parts of the Christian story that had drawn me into the church were not the believing parts, but the beholding parts. Behold, I bring good tidings of great joy. Behold, the Lamb of God. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Christian faith seemed to depend On beholding things that were beyond my belief. I think Thomas beheld the glory of Jesus. When when Jesus walked through those doors, what was he beholding? What was Thomas beholding? Was it his eyes or his presence or, or, or his words? No, he was beholding his scars, the scars of Jesus Christ. And then he beheld him, my Lord and my God. St. Luke's, we will believe and we will behold when we look for the wounds of Christ in this world. And when we behold that, we will be moved. Thomas the brave, Thomas Thomas the doubter, Thomas the patron saint of... Um, of the chronically late I prefer Thomas the human just like us all of us our doubts and our faith are always looking for a sign of where the risen Christ is and the good news today is that Christ meets us right where we are and Jesus will do that for you so be looking And don't be afraid to ask the questions. Let us pray. Lord God, we believe, but help us in our unbelief. We love to sing of Easter, but help us when we doubt. You, ourselves, and others. Thank you, God, for giving us Thomas that helps us to see That even when we struggle with doubt, you walk into our brokenness. And you show us yourself again and again. Make yourself known, O God, and turn our fear and doubt into your joy. Today and every day. Amen. I invite us now to stand and uh, we will sing 332 Spirit of Faith Come Down. If there are those who would wish to join the Christian community... And, uh, and come forward today. You're welcome to do that. 3.32.